0: is Walk & Roll Live. This is Walk & Roll Live. A podcast dedicated to the disabled community, sharing stories of courage and triumph, joy and discovery, and everyday successes and challenges. Now, here are your hosts, Doug Vincent and Eric Aguilar. Hello and welcome to Walk & Roll Live. I'm Doug Vincent, along with Eric Aguilar.
1: Yo, how you doing, guys?
0: I am good. How was your week?
1: Eh, pretty good. I did a lot of working out and a lot of cleaning. And the cool thing was I managed to get it all done before the weekend started. So the weekend was pretty much my relaxing weekend.
0: Good. Good good good. Uh you know a couple of things I wanted to bring up. Um just it, it, you can probably relate. But I, I was out uh, somewhere the other day and uh you know I have a I have a van with has a ramp that comes out so I have to find a spot where I can I can open the the ramp, right? And then also, I have to make sure that when I come back, there's nobody parked there so that I can open the ramp and get back in the car. Well, I, as I'm getting in and I'm getting done the car next to me, I notice there's a, there's a, a lady sitting in the car. Uh, it, she looks a bit elderly. And as I'm kind of getting ready to go, I notice that this, this, uh, very fit looking young man, uh, comes up and he, I mean, and you know, looks like he done some working out, you know, not quite as big as you, Eric, but he was a good size, and uh, he he you know gets in the car and and they leave you know and and it just got me to thinking and this is this is my my own two cents you know this is my it's not against the law but this is just something to think about for people who might be using moms and elderly moms or dads or grandmas or grandpas blackhird. To go to the store and park and get the good parking, that's not really what it's intended for, right? So if, if the person who has the placard is going to sit in the car and take up a space, just consider that you are taking up the space that somebody who's disabled has the placard for themselves and who may really need it. you filled a spot so that you, an able-bodied person, could go into the store and get some nice sweet close parking but that's and again you no no cop's going to pull up and give you a ticket for that it's not illegal it's just not moral and ethically correct in my humble opinion right so leave those spots if you're going to take and you're going to go to the store and you're going to leave grandma in the car just park in a regular spot and leave that for somebody who needs it and this is this leads me to And you can ask my brother, you can ask anybody that I've ever had this conversation with. I've said this for at least 15 years. My solution to this issue, because everybody wants to park in the handicapped spots, you know, thank goodness that over the years, people without them don't park in them as much anymore. When they first came out, I, I remember, I don't think people got it and they would park in there, but I don't see that much anymore. So people have, I think got it. But my solution is to put half of the handicapped spots in the middle of the parking lot. Don't put them close to the front door because it's not about getting close parking for somebody necessarily that has a disability. It's about the room that we need to get in and out of our cars. Whether you're walking on crutches, you have to be able to open the door far enough to get in the car. And sometimes when you're parked in a regular spot, it's difficult for you to get in the car if you can't open that door and if you have a ramp, you know, on a van, you definitely need enough space next to you to get that ramp out. And I don't think people would be so quick to take a handicap spot if it was in the middle. You know, leave leave half of them up near the store so that, you know, people that maybe can't walk that far can park close, perhaps, but put the rest of them so we have that we have that accessibility that really is what they're for. So, my rant is over. That's that's all I like. You got any thoughts on that, Eric? I was just
1: thinking, you know, I kind of hate when people do that, too, because, because you know, just when I see people do that, man, it really burns my cannoli. It's a sign of sure la- laziness, and I really hope they don't leave the grandma in the car. When <laughs> right? My, yeah. I don't mind the handicap parking. I mean, if it's there for me to, to use, great. But if there isn't, that's okay, too, because... With my walking stick, I would rather get my steps in than worry about a handicap parking for me personally. But this reminds me of a cool uh, detail I used to do with the uh, Citizen Volunteer Patrol with the uh, Redlands Police Department. Every year, we'd have that opportunity to work the high school graduations. And all high school graduations and the theater for the bowl season would be um, held at the Redlands Bowl right across from the Smiley Library. Okay. Uh, across from a little street on Eureka. Well, anyway our number one priority for both the graduation ceremony and the bowl season would be handicap parking. And then when the business hours for the, um, uh, the contemporary club was, um, at a commission, we'd use that as extra parking for the, um, handicap, if you will. And I remember I came back from a break because of stomach issues. I went to the, um, high school graduation and bowl season and managed the entire street, uh, by myself. And as soon as we were all squared away with, the uh, Handicap parking, we would uh, put up the barricades, enjoy the show, but at the same time, we'd all take turns doing foot patrol. Now, the pros and cons of uh, that operation is that we can't tell people they can't go home, and the other problem is people only know only one way to go home. And what I also remind fellow volunteers is that the high school graduation ceremonies are actually good practice for the bowl season.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. So twofold. I like it. I'm glad you're out there kind of keeping an eye, keeping people honest. That's good. You know, another thing I wanted to touch on this morning is just, first of all, you know, thanks that people listen. I appreciate it very much. And I just want to kind of give people an idea of, of where we're being listened to Uh, United States. Of course, that's the majority, but also we have listeners in France. I can look at our statistics. I can see where people are downloading the show. So France, Germany, United Kingdom, Canada, Australia and Sweden. So, we're international, young man. What do you think of that? Wow, we're international now. All right. That's right. So, you know, in very small percentages at this point, but you know, we'll take it. We'll take it. And then the other thing, uh, also I just wanted to uh, you know again, thank you for listening, but if you would take the time to like and share, that would help us kind of grow our audience and and uh, get this message out just like we're gonna hear from uh, uh, Captain Mike here in just a little bit. Uh, we just want to get that message out a little bit more and and uh, and, and, and grow our community. So please, like and share when you get a chance. So uh, without any further ado, we're gonna take a quick break and we're gonna come back and we're gonna let Mike, Captain Mike, tell his story.
1: Don't touch that dial, folks.
0: Aguiar Professional Training offers comprehensive organizational development and organizational effectiveness services for corporations, nonprofits, educational institutions, and individuals. What they do is improve work environments in key areas, such as performance management gaps, group interactions, morale and trust building, and team dynamics. To name just a few, using a strength-based approach in conjunction with individual or group coaching, all of the strategies have produced significant results. APT also assists with managing change, improving work processes, training, and management of human capital. Learn more at agarprofessionaltraining.com, A-G-U-I-A-R, professionaltraining.com. Welcome back to Walk and Roll Live. Thank you for listening. Uh, we're coming to you from the Aguiar Professional Trading Studio. Uh, we love the fact that they support us. And uh, it's time to meet our guest for today. Um, Eric, would you like to introduce him? Or I'll take those honors.
1: I'll introduce him, Doug. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Eric Igle. Welcome to another edition of Walking Roll Live. It is my distinct pleasure to welcome Mr. Captain Mike himself. Welcome aboard, Captain. Hey,
2: how are you... y'all doing out there?
0: Really good. Awesome. Really good. Eric has a background uh, in, in the uh, nautical endeavors. He's a, he's a member of the coast guard. Uh, wh- wh- you tell him, Eric.
1: Oh, uh, yes, captain. I've been a member of the United States coast guard auxiliary seven years in October. I'm the flotilla staff officer for diversity. My main goal is to become an instructor and become a puppeteer for our mechanical, uh, robot, the safety boat known as coasty. He's really cool.
2: Is that like um, with the robot arms and they go down in the water to uh, rescue or, or things, pick up stuff off the bottom of the ocean? Oh, he's really
1: awesome, Captain. Uh, he's a sailboat with some eyes that can move. He's got some uh, lights that can light up, and he comes with a headset and a remote control. It's like a giant um, RC car. So
0: this is, the, Coast
2: Guard, uh,
0: this is the Coast Guard mascot, right? Yes, sir. Well, I, I, I'll oh, tell wow.
2: you. Oh, wow. Okay, okay.
0: I tell you, Captain Mike, uh, if, uh, if, if, uh, Eric sets his mind to it, it usually happens. So I'm, I'm betting on him becoming exactly what he wants to be. So we appreciate right. you joining us, Captain um, Mike. Thank you. We appreciate yeah. it. Um, we, we wanted to bring you on because you've got a, you know, we met at rolling start. Uh, we had Lisa yes. Hayes on a few weeks ago and I wanted to have you on uh-huh. because, uh, uh, just the the work that you've done in the community for years. So uh, first want to kind of start uh, with a little history about yourself where you where' you from first off.
2: I'm from California born in Los Angeles and moved to Chino, California in the sixth grade. And so now I'm a San Bernardino.
0: Now have you always been uh, uh, interested in
2: fishing? Oh, yeah, my grandmother and grandfather. Every summer, my mother and father uh, drive us to Reno, and we get to spend the summer out there. My grandmother and grandfather were fishermen. My grandmother used to put two hooks on the line and cast it out and come back with two fish. And I was very interested yeah. in, in fishing because um, in the inner city, it's no fishing, really. You yeah. Know? And then Reno is beautiful. You got the Chucky River, the mountains, Lake Tahoe, all sorts of beautiful atmosphere with no buildings, no houses, just a lot of outdoor things out there. And I loved it. And, and so you only got to do it once a year. Once a year, in summertime. Wow. Man, you I must to look forward to that. Forward to yes. And I told my mother, can I just live out here with <laughs> Granny? <laughs> <You> got <bent>. <laughs> <laughs> But that's how I started. And so what I, but this is what went down though. I had a best friend named David Thompson. Mm-hmm. I used to go with his own um, cousin. Her name was Dia. And this guy was in a wheelchair. But at first he was not in a wheelchair. He had scholarships for basketball. And this guy can play. I played against him. He used to piss me off because I couldn't <laughs> block his shot. Yeah. He was a three-point shooter, and he was about tall as me, about 6'3". And the guy was really good. And I thought he was going somewhere to, you know, any college they were they were looking for. Him. Yeah. But what happened was he got cancer. Uh, and when he got cancer in lower back, it paralyzed him. Yeah. And so, um, I seen all the fame cause he had girlfriends, friends, they used to come over and, you know, they go out to eat, uh, you know, a lot of friends when you're up on both of your feet. But yeah. When the guy got in that wheelchair, I, I was the first one to notice it wasn't no friends, his girlfriend even left. Him. And, um, so I just said, man, let's go fishing. And, um, that was history. I started taking everybody out from Latterman State Hospital, from OPAR. Oh, wow. The list goes on and on. What's that one wheelchair? Um, it's right there at uh, Bay- Baylor's. Baylor's. It's a wheelchair, guys. They go out. They're very active. I got to take those guys out. It was sponsored by Juan Loco Now, we caught one catfish, a big, huge mud cat. But I can't say we caught it, but we brought it out and the line, broke, And we are, oh, if I can. Oh, it was called Tramps. Tramps. Have you heard that, Doug? No, Tramp, what is it? Uh, agency. It's called uh, Tramp. Uh, well, like Tramp Motorcycle. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah, they do I a lot of adaptive sports stuff, right? Yeah.
2: No, we had a great time. Good. And so they're looking forward to doing it again whenever I set up another trip.
0: I think I just saw uh, something uh, popped up, I think, probably in my social media that they're doing a 5K run, I think, here in the next couple of months.
2: Well, yeah, you got to get on that. They have a lot of different things going yeah, on. Yeah. So I would have to be scheduled in if I'm going to be uh, you know, taking these guys out. But for the future, the summer is going to be a nice summer. It's been a cool summer so far. So far, yeah. And um, yeah, I'm looking to going to Apple Valley to Don's Catfish Pond. So that's a new destination? Valley. Uh, yeah, it's new, but it's fairly old too. But it's it's not like.
0: But I mean, it's uh, a new destination simple.
2: for you. Oh no, that's old. I, I know the owner, and he lets me go ah. in. Don't even have to pay a fee. Okay, that's a good thing. And the best thing about that, when I'm taking out the groups fishing, the apart, department of fish and game they give me free fishing license, so I never have to pay for fishing license or my guests. I
0: think Eric is interested in one of those. <laughs> all, right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. And
2: let me and tell you like, here, Captain you know,
1: Mike, all this yes, talk sir. about fish is starting to make me hungry.
2: Oh man, I can't wait. The bluegills are in there too. The little bluegills, wow. you can cook and see it. So crunchy, it tastes like a potato chip.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yum. I love potato chips. So we've had a little discussion about this. You know, there's some people that catch or release and uh, some people catch and eat. So Eric is a catch oh, yeah. and eater. Um, so you guys, uh, I mean, you catch and eat?
2: Uh, I catch and eat and I catch release. Um, Like if I get a pregnant fish, I kind of throw her back because I want her to have more babies for me to catch later. I like it. (laughs) Yeah, uh, because those mothers be having a lot of eggs. Mm -hmm. And um, it brings up the fishery, you know, in the future for other fishermen to catch. Now, bass, I throw those back because it's fun catching those with a lure and, you know, you're casting, then uh, reel it in, casting, reel it in. Oh, there's a bait right there. Oh, Kim. I her. I her that was Kim just walked in. Um, <laughs> but, um, <yeah. laughs> I caught her. He's a wild one. <laughs> okay. Um, but yes, I do um, catch Emily and I do eat.
0: So this all started with you trying to help out your friend who had been abandoned by all his friends.
2: Yeah, because, you know, and he never went fishing before, but then the guy, he got so patient. He was catching more fish than me and pulling them in and the only thing I was just take it off the hook and put it on the line. And uh, the, the guy got, you know, being in that chair, I think that made him very patient. Mm hmm. And so I so it grew it, from there. Yeah, it grew. Oh, yeah, it grew from there. Uh, Latterman State Hospital took those guys out of busloads. They had their helmets on, wheelchairs. You know, those are my people right there. Yeah. Andy, you know, uh, they deserve to live and have fun, just like everybody else. And so, so um, go ahead. Well, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, and then, um, you know, I was getting calls, um, hearing about it. The Bass Pro Shop is one of my sponsors. Turner's Outdoor is one of my sponsors. Picket Park is one of my sponsors. Um, Subway Sandwich is one of my sponsors. Mm. And the guy who passed away, his name, he was uh, Juan, po, Juan Poloco. Oh, yeah. The yeah, Chinese yeah. guy <laughs> He passed away and he, uh, before he passed away, me and him was on a talk show together. Um, in San Bernardino, I forgot the West side story. Um, Mm -hmm. he went on with me because he's one of my sponsors. So he went on the show. It was, this was a long time ago. This had to be about maybe six years, 67 years ago. Yeah, And, um, he got on the program and he gave his little spill. I gave my little spill. It went all over the world on the internet too. Yeah. And um, I got a lot of responses. People were asking me, where do you go? Um, What do you do? Asking questions. It was was a very exciting moment for me because I never been on radio before.
0: Mm -hmm. And now the walk and roll live podcast. You're moving up. Oh
2: yeah. Now that's another one (laughs) on my belt. Chalking it up, man. It
0: up. <laughs> so, so, how how long have you been doing this, Captain Mike?
2: Oh wow, since 1990. Wow. Uh, the first time, yeah, yeah, the first time I went fishing, um, it was in Chino. You know, that's where I first went fishing with a group, mm-hmm. not with Dave, but with a group, and um. Didn't catch no fish, but the Daily Bulletin, which is called The Sun Today, right, yeah. they came out and did a story on me. I had this big old Afro. <laughs> <laughs> I'd pay to see that. <laughs> and, and, and yeah, this big old Afro. <laughs> and um, I had the guy named Raymond, who was nine years old. And I had a, uh, I forgot the Mexican man name. Only two people, two guests. And um, he was like 87 from the, um, it was in Montclair. I'm trying to think of the Miner's home for the senior citizens. So I went down there picked him up. Raymond Mother dropped him off. She worked at Chino Prison and um, took him out for four hours. We didn't catch no fish. Um, the Daily Poet, they did the story. And, they, you know, for lunch, we had uh, hot dogs, soda pops, and water, and coffee. Mm-hmm. And so um, that was uh, very exciting. That was my first newspaper article.- mm-hmm. And um, going through the years, I can't even count how many articles I'm in right now. No, oh, I'm sure. yeah. From, from all the way from Los Angeles from Orange County, they came down to do a story on me because it's unique. when you're helping people, Mm-hmm. I think uh, the community gets a, a kick out of that yeah. because it is people who care. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, so I do care about people. And plus, you know, um, when you do help a lot of, of folks, um, people like to donate and give you things like cars and stuff. Gave me a car, a Lincoln Continental Picket uh-huh. Park.
0: So they want to be a part of what you're doing and support what you're doing. That's
2: awesome. Yeah, support what I'm doing. And um, I realized I had to go nonprofit. And so now I'm a nonprofit entity. And um, I'll I'll keep it just like that, Doug. (laughs) You know, I'll keep it just like that. Yeah. So so moving on. Go ahead.
0: ahead. I'm curious. I'm curious how how often do you go out?
2: Um, it's a new summer, and so my uh, my trips. I'm planning on doing in a month probably five fishing trips to six. Uh, when I, because I I have another business, and oh, so I was that's ask. Yeah. Up a lot of my time. Mm-hmm. Um, when I didn't have the business, I used to go about ten times in a month.
0: Do do you mostly go out during uh, the summertime?
2: Summertime. And, you know, California, it does get warm in the winter. Mm -hmm. And so I take advantage of that, too, and go out there and hit the lakes and bring in some trout, things like that. Because one thing about California uh, Wildlife uh, Department of uh, Fish and Game, they stock it according to the season. so They've been throwing out catfish now.
0: So do you try to coordinate it when they stock and take your, your trips? Oh yeah.
2: Oh yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, what's her name? Bardu. She's the lady in charge of the department of fishing game. Me and her, we work close together. She let me know where to, where they stock. And um, so I kind of get a feel for it. So we can bring back fish, you know.
0: So you got it all dialed in. So now you, you mentioned the licenses, you get those through the Department of Fish and Game oh, yeah. for everybody. And we then how about how about equipment? Do you provide the equipment? Polls? Oh, I provide
2: the equipment. Yeah. Um, by the Bass Pro Shop, they uh donate the polls to me, okay. brand new polls, hooks, weight, bait, um even um prizes and gifts to give to the kids or to the senior citizens. And also, I forgot left out one of them, Budweiser in Pomona or Reservoir. That's another sponsor. They give out T-shirts for my guys that you know that show up to the event. The older cats, uh, the younger kids, they don't want—they don't want me to give them Budweiser T-shirts. Yeah, probably and not. Oh man, <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's good. So, what what's for uh, what's for lunch these days when you go out?
2: <laughs> oh, when we go out lunch, um, it's like barbecued hot dogs, uh, chips, soda pops, uh, cookies. We only out there for four hours. Gotcha. And so we're fish about three and they're snacking all during the fishing trip, but then when it's time to grub, we uh, take a break and one of the girls then start cooking the hot dogs or hamburgers. Whoa. Hot dogs mm. or hamburgers. And, um, and then people start feeling sleepy, <laughs> and uh, with, with time to go in four hours, it's, yeah. it's done deal.
0: That's awesome. So, um, also, I was wondering, uh, you you have repeats, people that go out with you all the time, and then and do people become you know much more avid fishermen and start to get
2: into the sport themselves oh, and yeah. get, get their uh, own equipment man, and everything. Exactly. Yeah, I took out Barstow Elementary. Now, this is my third time taking these guys out. If you Google uh, Captain Mike, Ap- no, it was, a- yeah, Captain Mike, Apple Valley, I popped right up. I took out Barstow Elementary, and those kids are hooked for life. They were yes. catching catfish like it was going crazy. <laughs> and I was running oh. and trying to hook it. The dads and stuff had to come and help me because these kids was catching. And so but it was one it was one particular teacher. She caught a catfish and she cleaned it, cut it up, and put it on the barbecue pit next to the hamburgers and hot dogs. Oh, that lady was good. All right, corn.
0: man. That's fresh, huh? Mm-hmm.
2: That was fresh, fresher than fresh.
0: <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> so, so it, it just, you said something there that uh, made me wonder. Now, you get some help when you're out there, you get some other oh, people, yeah, the, I, adults that kind of help you. So, yeah, you, you don't have to deal yeah. with them all yourself. Yeah, That'd be a handful to try to do all the polls. It, it, and exactly,
2: bait and- Doug. It, exactly, Doug. Cause what's going on when the parents go out, I don't charge them to the fish. See, mm-hmm. I, I do charge when I take these guys out fishing and it's a cheap price compared to fishing. I only charge $20 per person mm-hmm. and they have a good time for the four hours. Now, um, when the parents go with the kids, um, they usually help volunteer. Like yeah. those teachers, they were cooking for me. Usually I do the cooking and or I have another um girl named Gloria doing the cooking while I'm, you know, putting the worms on the hook, teaching people how to cast. Yeah. Uh some people are reel in the bait too when when they catch a the fish, they reel it too fast and it pops out of the fish mouth. So it's a lot of things. It's not it's fun. But it's a learning experience for other people. Yeah. And it's a very patient, you got to be patient too, because sometimes we will be sitting there for hours. Nobody's getting a bite, but we're feeding the ducks and it's a beautiful <laughs> scenery. Yeah. It's peaceful. Well,
0: that that's what I was telling Eric. I said, many times uh, I've gone fishing and I've never caught a fish, but I, I go for the fishing, not the fish. It's just great to be outdoors and just the whole process of fishing and, and all of that. Is,
2: it's it great. is. It is. That so is so do you, true. Do you only uh, do freshwater?
0: Do you ever do any saltwater trips?
2: Um, when I do saltwater, it's like when I'm going out with my friends. I don't take the guests out there because it's you can get hurt out there. Yeah, yeah. On um, fishing off them rocks, and um, uh, what I do uh, see these guys are all on the bank. We have chairs. We have uh, canopies. Um ice chest with water soda pop juice chips you know it's like a picnic a, yeah or picnic vacation
0: i think eric and, wants uh, to go I, I i'm feeling i'm well, sensing it eric wants to go let me
2: tell hey, you all this doug, doug got what? my number
0: <laughs> all right oh that's good all right so let me tell Maybe. you all
1: this talk about uh catfish man's making me think about catfish nuggets
2: Oh, man, that's the best. You know, I got fish in my freezer. One thing being a fisherman, you can't eat all that fish. And so um, once I get home, I already gutted at the lake, right? Got all the guts out, put it in the water, let the fish eat the guts off the catfish or the trout. And so what I do to preserve my fish, I chop it up, put it in a Ziploc baggie, but I fill it up with water and then freeze it. That fish is preserved in that ice. Better than you just zip it up and, you know, you get that freezer burn. Yeah. It's something about water. Freeze that water with the fish and it'll last much longer. And the fish is fresher. A
0: hot tip from Captain Mike. Excellent. I like Thank, it. You. Thank I you. very much. much. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think, Eric, you wanted to ask me about a fishing tail, didn't you?
1: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I've been wondering for quite a while. It's been circling the back of my noggin. How did you get the name, uh, Captain Mike? Oh,
2: snap. This is how I got this. All right. I took out Opar. It was about fifth. I had a guess of 15. And, you know, uh, most of the guys that I take out with Opar, you know, most of them are mentally ill, you know, challenging. And so the guys start calling me, hey, Captain, we want to go again. And so um, Opar had a little contract with me, the Opar and Pomona. And the Opar and Rancho Cucamonga. And so they started calling me Captain. And then next thing you know, the staff started calling me Captain. And that's how I got the name Captain Mike.
0: Now you can't uh, shake it if you tried. I like
2: that's it. That's beautiful. Okay, <laughs> so so my Yeah, go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. Um, now I have a men and women's group home, and the home is called the Captain's House. Uh, Mm -hmm.
0: so, so is this the other, your other endeavor?
2: Yes. My other endeavor is a nonprofit organization. And what I do, I help, uh, people on drugs, alcohol, homelessness, mental health, I work with the hospitals from Arrowhead from, um, community, um, the VA hospital, and um, what is it called? Phoenix. It's a, a mental facility, Windsor. These guys always call me to house these guys. And so it's rules and regulations because they tend to want to bring their problems in the house. Yeah. And we don't play, and the staff don't play that. And so it's rules they have to follow. And if they can't follow the rules, they would have to leave and go back to the streets.
0: So this is a part of a, their journey, trying to get off the streets back to maybe a home of their own. Yep. So this is along exactly. that journey. Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. Uh, yes, that's one of the journeys, and um, I do my best to help these guys. Out of about maybe twenty people, two of them will make it. Yeah. And so- they come. I got letters, from Doug. That oh, parents okay. is thanking me for their kids, you know, their kids is like 20, 25, thanking me for helping them, and it's not easy. It's fairly it's common not not for people well. to,
0: to to take a couple of runs at it before they, they get it, if they do it all, right? It's not, not as easy as you make up your mind to do it, and
2: and you do it. Exactly. You know. mm-hmm. and, and rolling starts, uh, they're part of this, too, because uh, I bring my guys here um, mm-hmm. back when before the coronavirus. Rolling Star, teach those guys how to cook, teach them hygiene, um, teach them how to make a bed, um, teach them computer skills. And, um, man, I hated it when we got that coronavirus. My guys yeah. were saying, we want to go to Rolling Star. Well, that's, that's uh, getting fired Starr, up again, isn't it? <laughs> yes, it's getting fired up again. Yeah. It's getting fired up again good um and also um, supply food for my guys yeah and that's a great thing
0: well awesome we're glad you're out there doing it you know tell
2: tell.
0: i want to go back to the fishing just a little bit i was curious you know you, you say you started what now my math is right 30 some years ago do you, do you have oh, some yeah. folks well, that's- that started then that you still keep in contact with and you kinda see
2: oh, yeah. where life is gone? I keep in contact. Oh yeah. It's a guy named Ed Brown. He wants to go out fishing um, sometime next week. He called me and said, Hey Cracker, we going out fishing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so you guys go out one on one?
2: Um, well he, he he owns World's Auto Clinic mm-hmm. and he wants to take some of his staff out fishing to get away ah, for a while. gotcha. Mm-hmm. Well, it sounds like and you're keeping so, busy. Oh man, Doug, I'm always busy. That's why I hang with Rolling Star because when I do get into buying with paperwork or anything, I always can get help.
0: Well, of course, that's where I met you. You know, when I was there in an interim uh, position oh, for a while, you know, Captain Mike would come yeah. in and and uh, it, it always brought the sunshine with me, no matter what was going on.
2: Oh, He's yes.
0: always, oh, always yes. a ray of sunshine. Oh, man. yeah, man. So, yeah. I, I, also, if I remember correctly, um, you deal with a, a bit of sight loss, right?
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, yep. My eye. See, I used to be a welder. I don't know if it's a blessing that I lost the eye or if it's a curse. Yeah. Um, Because it's like when I lost my eye, I couldn't work anymore. And then Kim, when I, Kim made my eye better when I was looking at her. I'm saying, dang, Kim. I just, Kim just walked by. I just, she's a beautiful woman. <laughs> so, but anyway, the eye is infected. She made my eye better. Um, okay, I, I messed up my eye working. I used to be a welder. Oh. By training. And so I got some kind of dust in my eye. I, I was seeing, but I could feel something rubbing in my eye. And so the doctor said it's some chemical. And so they tried to rinse it out and it slowly started fading and fading till you couldn't see it no more. I said, What? And so that really made me um go and do what I'm doing because the I made a gift for myself so I can get paid and that I don't have to depend on people. That's the worst thing. Cause I started to move home with my mother and father and uh -uh. Doug, I just pulled up my boots and when you help people, you get help back. Yeah. Well, I
0: I, I felt like I kind of buried the lead here. You know, I probably should have mentioned that at the beginning, but it's still, I'm glad we told your story and that's part of what we want to do here at walk and roll live is to, is to share your stories. You're a person with a disability who didn't just, you know, fade, you know, out of uh, sight and, 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 you know, be on whatever programs that were available. And, and I'm, you know, and I say that without saying anything against those pro there's programs because there's people that, you know, really, really need those, Mm -hmm. but there's, there are people that can, that can, do if they have the will to do it. And you're in a great example
2: of that. Yeah. Um, it was a guy, uh back in the days. he lived in, he worked in diamond bar. He had a nice car and everything. He couldn't walk. He got in an accident and this guy, he, he, I've seen how he came up. He had a disability he could barely walk. And yet he had more money than the people that can walk. Yeah his name was Bob and I, and you know, he was an insurance salesman and then the insurance salesman, he moved it, it got his office and people had was under him. And this guy made boo coo cash. And when I looked at him, I said, man, if he can do it, I can do it.
0: Yeah. That's right. Well, it, it's amazing how the experiences of our life, uh, you know, all kind of come together sometimes, you know, you, you know your your granny took you out fishing, and who, who yep. would have known at the time that that would play such a instrumental part know. in your life? You know, then you you Man, get lose it. an eye, you get disabled, but you see this other uh-huh. example, and it, it helped you make that decision to move on yeah, with your life.
2: You can you can make, and it's more than just that guy. It, it's another guy named Kim Harris. Mm-hmm. Kim Harris uh, he couldn't walk. His girl, he had a good wife. It was his girlfriend. They were to get married, but he passed away. Um, he couldn't walk whatsoever, and he said the same thing. He says, "Mike, these guys are begging money from me, and I can't even walk." But he had his way of God. Show he God will show you how to to make a living. Yeah, uh, honestly. And the people with their hands out, um, he's showing it. And he let them know I ain't got no money to give you. You got two legs. You got hands, eyes. You can walk. You need to go get a job. Everybody, you know, and he, people listen to him because the guy is in a wheelchair. And his wife's got to clean him. He's got a decapitor. A good friend of mine, too. And when he passed away, I was at the funeral. Yeah, rest in peace. Brother yeah. Kim, we call him. God it. rest his soul. Yep. Yeah.
0: I'm sure he made a difference so, in a lot of people's lives, and I'm sure you're doing the same, unbeknownst to you. Oh, or yeah. or maybe you know, but you know, you're you're yeah. walking the walk and people are seeing that.
2: Oh yeah. Um, because I just couldn't be like my mother and father, they raised us my grandfather. He oh, my grandfather had blown-off legs for world War war. Was it World War One? No, two. Yeah. My grandfather, he had blown off legs uh, when a bomb or a mine, he stepped on it and it blew his legs smooth off. Wow. And so he can walk, um, but he had these the wooden legs. They were He had a pair of uh, wooden boots, cowboy boots, <laughs> tennis shoes. And they were all in the closet. And then I remember he told me, because, you know, it's a Mustang ranch up there. And we'd go fishing behind Chucky River, where it's Mustang Ranch. You guys heard of Mustang Ranch? Mm-hmm.
0: This up uh, in the Reno area?
2: Yeah, Reno. Yeah. And so we, we're going behind there to go fishing. And then when um, we got to the house, he took his legs off, and it was some blonde hair and his um, laces straps. And he said, don't tell your grandmother about this. <laughs> and, uh, I didn't put it together until I got bigger. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think about it I got <laughs> But but my grandfather had no legs, and he had Cadillacs, had a house, and you know. And one time when I was about, I guess, ten years old, I was trying to hang out with the rest of the baby thugs in Reno. Mm-hmm. They'll go into the Seven Eleven and go steal. And so I tried to steal the Slurpee. Do you know I got caught? <laughs> wow, man. When I got, hold on now. When I got caught, the lady knew my grandfather and grandmother because uh. Reno was a very small town. And he said, uh, I'm going to call your grandfather. You stay right there. And I'm not running nowhere. You know, I just stay there because I know I'm in trouble. Yeah. And so my grandfather came up there, drove up there in the T Bird. At that time, he had a Thunderbird, and he had a Cadillac, too. And so he drives up there, and he comes in, he pays the lady. And, he, and I thought I was going to get whooped. My grandfather is big. I'm talking about big, big, tall and big. And he sit down and talked. He said, listen, you don't never have to steal anything in your life. If you want something, you just ask me. And do you know I never stole nothing after that? That, that was because he put that dignity out. He said, yes. we're not. Like the other people, you know, it's families that still, but we come from a very uh, different type of background uh, of Negroes. my father said, grandfather said. So you don't have to do that. You just ask me, you know, them other kids, they just bad. And, you know, trying to fit in, you know, when you're young, you try to fit in and be cool, but you find out later on in life, it's not cool.
0: Yeah, just a shortcut. Mm. Yeah,
2: mm-hmm. and a lot of my friends from high school were sitting in jail. Yep, sitting in jail, trying to do what they do. Yeah.
0: Well, you had some great examples. You know, that's a that's a blessing oh, right oh, there. Yeah. yeah.
2: But the funny part about it, if that was my mother and father and I stole, my mother would have killed me. <laughs> I think love, love made it better for me. Yeah, you lucked out, huh? <laughs> That's what they would have, you know. But he, he just talked to me real cool and calm. Uh, I don't need to do that, dude. But my mother and them, they would have killed me. Oh, yeah. wait.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Well, it's been a pleasure having you on today. You know, before I let you go, though, if uh, you know people listening yeah. to this and they want to go on one of your trips, how, how do they get a hold of you? Can they go? Um, and and, and oh, this yeah, is just on. do yeah, they have to be okay? Real quick, but, but I want to ask to do. Does it have to be somebody with a disability? How, how does is there no, a requirements no, or no? Oh, no, it's,
2: uh, a lot okay. of people come just regular folk, regular yeah. people with no disability. Yeah, you um, just want to share your yeah, love of put- fishing that's all i want to do and have gotcha. a good time for four hours
0: excellent excellent all right so <laughs> yeah Th- throw out that number
2: okay 909-565-5069 captain mike
0: excellent excellent all right and do, do you have a website
2: uh no, Doug. no. that's okay. why i'm here at rolling start yeah they're gonna hook it up for me
0: okay that's all right i just wanted to ask because uh, we have a resource page on our website and i would throw you up there if you had it but you know if you ever do Ooh, you let me know all right
2: idea. okay Excellent. i will all
0: right Any, anything that you to, anything you want to share before um, we let you go that we didn't ask
2: about or um no um maybe um uh, we can do this again um I, if i can uh you know go to the lake and show you pictures and send it on the your uh website oh here, that would or be awesome yeah, we share
0: that. Yeah. absolutely. Yeah, and okay. seriously, I think uh, if you got room, maybe Eric and I'd like to go on the next trip or or one you know down the down the road this summer. for
2: yeah, that. You know, yeah, yeah, that,
1: Eric. I'm, I'm <laughs> down. Oh, I'm ready. Oh, I'm ready, man. Let me tell you before you get okay. going. Okay, I want right? to say thank you so much, uh, Captain Mike, for coming on. God bless you, and I'm still getting goosebumps, thank man. You. I was telling Doug <laughs> yesterday when we were sitting down having pizza. I'm looking forward to this uh-huh. episode because this is going to be one fishing trip that's going to be loads of fun. That's
2: right. Let's do it. Up to U.S. Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting A Teenager Learning the Lingo
1: Jelly Jelly adjective Jelly is a shorter, better way to say jealous As in Chloe, I am like so jelly of your unicorn phone case
2: You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. Visit adoptuskids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt US Kids, and the Ad Council.
1: Welcome back, folks. I'm your buddy Eric Aguilar with my partner,
0: Doug Vincent. Hey. All right, time to kind of wind down here a little bit on this episode of Walk and Roll Live. Uh, if you want to get a hold of us. So uh, war live at walk and roll is our email. And you can also go to the website at walk and and uh, get some information there. You can, there's a contact form where you can send us your thoughts, uh, whatever critiques or ideas for shows. If you have somebody that you'd like to have on with us, uh, we're certainly open to those ideas and uh, want to thank the agar professional training uh, for sponsoring our studio. So that, uh, me and Eric can bring this show to you. I always ask you, you got anything, uh, in the works for this next week? The 4th of July weekend is this weekend. Got any big plans?
1: Fourth of July. Uh, not at the moment, but every time a 4th of July goes around, I always go independent.
0: <laughs> I like it. You know, it's thank goodness over the last few years, it's kind of wound down a little bit, but in my neighborhood, 4th of July weekend was about four weeks you know, we would we would hear fireworks and bombs or whatever they have um, going off for at least two weeks before the 4th of July weekend and about another two weeks afterwards. Uh, but lately it's been, I think I've heard some, the last two or three nights. And, you know, so it'll continue. 4th of July is huge. You might as well, it's like going to a, a, a show at a stadium, you know, in my neighborhood. And then another week or so afterwards, we'll, we'll hear a few there. But, uh, you know, even though they're illegal where I live, but that's that's another story. So, but I, I'm looking forward. I think I'm gonna go barbecue with friends and we're gonna go to an organized show in Yukaipa. So we'll check that out. Uh, you've got your disaster preparedness training, uh still to come August 17th and November 16th. And the link is on the website if you want to check that out. And uh that's about it, right?
1: Uh, I want next- to say, you know, I really enjoyed today's episode, and the Captain Mike tell me a. Uh- uh, reminded me of a very important lesson that I'll always remember. It ain't about the destination, it's all about the journey. And speaking of 4th of July, it reminds me of when me and my fiancé first started uh, dating. Uh, we had this block party in the neighborhood, and it was something spectacular. It was like a carnival, and as she was you know, showing me around, I'm all looking around and observing the town folk and seeing the smiles, you know, families getting together, they were having a great time, and to me, it was kind of mind blowing because I haven't seen anything like that for a long, 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 long
0: time. Yeah, awesome. Is that where the romance started to start to take all off? The, all the all the romances was 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 already
1: blooming. Was
2: already blooming. But huh.
1: What kind of rubbed me into my fiance's family is that her family is a constant reminder of what my family was like years ago before my great grandmother. On my mom's side, passed in 99, rest her soul.
0: Awesome. Well, next week, we've got a friend of mine, Leslie, that I met uh, in my years at the radio station. And she's had a lot of challenges in her life. And she's another one of those fighters that I wanted to give her the opportunity to share her story. So we'll have her on next week here on walk and roll live and send us off Eric into the independence day weekend.
1: I want to thank thank you guys for this for this really cool episode of Walk and Roll Live. This was one fishing trip that was loads of fun. Once again, my hand is off to you, Captain Mike. I'm Eric Igler. That's the way the cookie crumbles. Have a wonderful Fourth of July, folks, and enjoy your Taco Tuesday. Adios.
0: Walk and Roll Live is heard around the world at Walk and Roll Live.com, Podbean, and Spotify. Like us at Facebook.com slash Walk and Roll Live. You can email us at War Live at Walk and Roll Live.com with comments, observations, or whatever's on your mind. Whatever's on your mind. Have a topic you'd like to hear or a guest you think would be great for the show? Let us know. Look for new episodes every Tuesday afternoon. Thanks for listening.